Welcome to the Step Change Podcast with me, Mike Foster, the Entrepreneur's Mentor. Now, my podcast is a series of thoughts to help you with the development of your own business and to make that step change often needed. We all know that it's if you want something different, and it's often a step change that is needed, not just some sort of small change. And in this Step Change Podcast, I'm delighted to be joined by a guest, Aaron Rudman-Hawkins of the Evergreen Agency, who's going to share his entrepreneurial journey. Welcome, Aaron. Thank you for having me, Mike. Pleasure. Great to have you with us again and um, really enjoyed your recent podcast uh, around SEO. Um, today, really, I want to explore your journey and where it all started and where you are now because uh, talking to you and listening and reading your stuff, you are seeing some explosive growth right now and love to explore that with you. So let's go back to the start. First of all, tell us about what the Evergreen Agency is right now and then we'll explore it a bit more. Okay. Okay. This is going to be fun. So um, the Evergreen Agency is a specialist uh, SEO and PPC agency. So our job is to help uh, businesses to grow their revenues online. So we help them generate increasing in, uh, levels of inquiries, sales, uh, and leads by getting them to the top of Google. Excellent. And the business has been alive for a while now, but tell us about the, the, the initial pit. Where did the original idea come from? Back in the in the noughties, as they're known, uh, I was a developer. So I was web developer. So I was building websites, working for various creative agencies, um, and getting asked, or the agencies were getting asked back in the day. Um, okay, this website looks great. We want now, you know, we want it to be seen. How do we get it? How do we get it out there? How do we get it working? More inquiries, lead sales. No one in those agencies knew how to do it. Uh, it fell on my shoulders to okay. This this thing called SEO. Can you go and figure out what that is? How that works? So. Uh, started to just read up, and this is this is when SEO, the SEO world was in its infancy, really, um, sort of mid to late two thousands. So um, we, I started to read up, and and really just fell. I, I found my thing. I really just it, it, it clicked. I loved the subject matter. I loved the fact that it was evolving. That no one really knew how to play the game. What was going on? There was a lot of mis mismatch information, and and it just clicked into place. And so I quickly transitioned uh, my career from being web dev into or web development, I should say, into into search engine optimization, SEO. Um, changed jobs, uh, and then worked my way up over the next two or three years, um, learned a, hell, a heck of a lot, and, and worked up to, worked at a couple of startup SEO agencies. And then skip forward to 2013, I knew a lot. I'd spent the last five years really sort of immersing myself in the industry. 2013 rolled around, and um, I said, what the heck, I'm going to go out by myself. Had zero intention of um, starting an, an agency or a, a proper business, as, a, as, a, as it's known. I was just, I planned on just going freelance and just doing it my way. I wanted to do things um the evergreen way because I do and it, that that actually is a thing in marketing context and it actually just means doing things ethically transparently uh, with transparency and and honestly um, so 2013 started and uh, yeah very much just as a freelancer yeah and I do love your transparency because you are very honest about what SEO is you don't try and hide it like other agencies of being a dark art etc can you remember where you were though when you made that decision I'm going to do it. I'm going to do my own business. <laughs> yeah, I can remember exactly where I am. My wife, if she listens to this, will um, she'll, she'll be laughing. So we were on the M25. Uh, we were driving. We were on the M25. Well, I've had some of my best decisions and probably worst on the M25. I know you're always stuck in traffic, right? So you're always uh, you've always got time to think. Um, but you know, we we were we were we were going. We were on the way back from seeing family. We were talking about it. And um, I was, I was just, like, oh, I really want to go and do my own thing. But of course, that's a nerve, that's a nerve-wracking thing to do, right? Is to, to leave a full-time job and actually go and uh, 
and start up by myself. So um, yeah, we threw caution to the wind. Um, I think we finally got out of the traffic jam, got home, handed my notice in, and then kind of did a lot of uh, nail biting and you know got through it. Cool. And you've obviously gone on a journey in terms of building your business, which we'll we touch on as we go. I think it's 15 staff you were saying before we started uh, that you now employ. So that's obviously a journey and congratulations on that growth in itself. Where, where do you, did you actually start to feel this is comfortable? This is like, I've actually got a business. So <laughs> I don't even know if I still, no, I have. <laughs> um, so yeah, what, so for the first, as I say, for when I started started Evergreen in 2013, very much a one-man band setup, and I was absolutely fine with that. And for the first three years, it went from uh, startup with no clients through to my, my 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 aim in year one was just if I could match my salary, um, that would be amazing. Managed to do that, I, I, I surpassed that. In year two, I thought, hey, wouldn't it be amazing if I could double my salary? That would be quite something. Managed to do that by myself. The year three, there's a theme here. The same thing again, um, and and I'd managed somehow to do that just as a, as a one man band. We then had a couple of years. We were then doing the, what what you do in your early early thirties uh, is we were getting married and having babies. Um, so we were busy doing that. We let the business just kind of tick along quite nicely for a couple of years, um, earning a good income, great work life balance. It just you know that classic freelance lifestyle. It, it worked really really well. Got to. Um, mid 30s, so about 34, 35, and then really started to think, what do I want now? What do I want longer term? What do I want out of the rest of my career? Do Am I content just being a freelancer, just being a one-man band? Or actually, do I want to grow more of a, grow a proper business? Obviously, the latter of those won out. Um, then my entrepreneurial spirit, spirit was bubbling. Uh, and so I decided, what the heck? Had no clue how to grow a business. Um, the idea of, of P&Ls and forecasts and business planning and just no, not a clue. Um, got myself a coach um, and then set out on a journey. And crucially, it started at 35, so you know, two and a half years ago now. It was where do we want to go? And it, I didn't just want it to be this endless, I just want to grow a business with no real concept of, of why or how or what that actually meant. So I, I really took um, a, a two or three months to really think about what I actually wanted to achieve. Um, and that was not to build this huge, great business, uh, making millions and millions. It was that does not interest me at all. Um, I established what I what I wanted to do, and then I set a five year plan in place to do it, which would take me from thirty five to forty, and then at forty I'll revisit it, see where we are. And I'm thirty seven and a half right now, so we're literally halfway through that journey, and we are ahead of our five year plan. Um, and as I said, the rest is sort of history. Is it not tempting to revisit your five-year plan <laughs> earlier? It's, it is yes, but then equally, I'm, I'm, and I do, I do. You know, my wife pulls me up, and she says, you, every time you get close to hitting a goal, you sort of create another goal, and I think that's just the nature of an entrepreneur, right? So we do have, we do have a tendency to kick the can a little bit further down the road, um, but equally, I'm very mindful of what I've got to achieve and where I want to be year on year, quarter on quarter. I'm a big advocate of planning on 90 day cycles because it's very easy to have a year plan or a two year plan or a five year plan and then actually just work that back to go, okay, in order to achieve that by next quarter, we need to be here. And that's the way I run the business. Mm. So tell me a little bit more because it's not lucky that you get to a point where you're employing 15 people. There has to be an organizational structure behind that and some sort of plan. So how did you come up with, actually, this is what I want my business to look like as a, as a structure? Uh, the, 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 the honest truth of it is um, I didn't. It, well, I had, a, I had an idea of what I wanted to do. But even 
two years ago, if if I'd said, oh, I'd have, you know, 12, 15 people on my team, I wouldn't have believed you. Um, and I think as the business has grown, my ambitions have, and my confidence is to be really honest, my confidence has grown. And so initially it was, you know, don't get me wrong, that, that taking on that first employee and suddenly realizing, okay, you're responsible for paying their mortgage as well as your own. And you've got to do all this other stuff. That scared the heck out of me. Um, but it had to be done. And then when you take the first one and you realize, okay, this is fine. I can cope with this. And there does seem to be a tendency when you take on more responsibility, you do just seem to find the work. It has a weird way of find the business. When you need to, you need to that business to come in, it seems to just materialize. I don't know if that's true for everyone else, but it certainly has been true for me. It just seems to find it. I couldn't put my finger on why or how. And then, you know, the, the plan really was, okay, let's add one or two and let's review. And then it was, okay, well, let's go to six or seven and then let's review. And then, and it's just, it's just grown and it's grown and it's grown. And as we have built the team and as we continue to build the team and as it's evolved, we've just, we've had to structurally, we've had to change. We've realized we brought people in at the wrong levels. We've brought people in doing the wrong roles. And all we've done, we've got a very good culture and a strong sort of team ethic within the team evergreen and all we've done is i've just been really honest and transparent and i said look i've never run a business with 12 15 people before so we're going to make some mistakes and i need you to you know you as in the staff to team to work with me on actually putting the right people in the right roles doing the right things and if and i think most people in that agency their role has evolved in one way shape or form or another because it's just we've realized as the agency needs have changed we we've had to adapt and learn mm-hmm. it's an interesting point you make about actually you know when you take the risk and you need to find the work because i bet you know covering one person's mortgage was a step, but covering 15 people's mortgage or rent is another step. So it's interesting to say that. And I, I always remember a story uh, that I share with my clients with two people I used to work with, both got a redundancy payment. One, both set up their own businesses. One wasted their redundancy payment before they got their first client. The other one went, put the money aside and went straight out on one business straight away. And it was that sort of like, because he had to mm-hmm. put food on the table, etc. Mm-hmm. It's that sort of mindset. But what motivates you then as an entrepreneur, day by day because obviously you do a lot of of um enthusing and motivating other people yeah. what about you what's, what's your, what's your um, what motivates me uh the, genuinely the discipline that we actually do so i i genuinely have a love for the craft of of seo of of, of digital marketing uh of of paid paid media marketing i genuinely love it uh, and I think, and you can't fake that, or you certainly can't fake it and sustain it. Um, and because I have a love for it, that enthusiasm uh, is infectious. So when we bring people onto the team, they can't mistake that. They they can see it, they can feel it, they can sense it, and it's catching. And so so they they then um, they sort of vibe off me, I vibe off them, and it, it and it creates a really um, a really creative and a really productive environment uh, and I think so for me I've spent years learning how to do SEO and I still I have the luxury of being able to get as involved as I want to at any stage in any part of what we, what the team are doing uh, and that I love the ability that I can that I can dip in and dip out but also one of the things that really motivates me and again I wouldn't have called it three or four years ago is I've actually discovered that I really genuinely love how f- figuring out, learning how to grow a business. As I say, in the last two or three years, I've had to learn all of this business stuff that before I didn't have to worry about. You don't have to worry about 
forecasts and PLs and all of these these good things um, when you are a freelancer. But suddenly you do. And so for me, the, the way I think of it is I feel like a kid in a toy shop again um, because I spent years being, you know, my, my family, my friends refer to me as a bit of a human sponge because I would just, if I've got something to learn, I'll just immerse myself in that world. And it's books, it's blogs, it's vlogs. It's just reading and really immerse myself within it. And I did that for years in SEO, which is how I was able to sort of learn what I, what I learned. And now I'm doing the same with as a business. And so for me, that's hugely exciting. And I make mistakes every single day. Um, I'm learning every single day. I'm learning from yourself. I'm learning from loads of people. You know, all these people that I, I look at and I see what they're doing and I aspire and I think that's brilliant. I need to, I need to embrace that. I need to learn that. I need to improve this, that, or the other. Um, and I think that's what makes me bounce out of bed every morning. And then I, I you know, I, I jump into that office uh, and then I leave every day with as much energy as I walked in, walked in with. Brilliant. I love that. And, you know, you in part answered my next question, really, is that I was going to ask you that you, you sort of touched on the things like the finances that you didn't perhaps enjoy, didn't really know how to address, etc. Um, so are you a learner? Are you a delegator? Or you're an outsourcer? I'm definitely a, I'm definitely a learner. Um, I, I'm getting better at, at delegating. So that I think, I think as an entrepreneur, you have to learn to delegate. Um, we don't outsource. We don't outsource anything. Um, but delegating is, is is a skill that yeah, very much still learning. Learning that um, have got good at it. Have had to get good at it because you've got that many people on the team. They're there for a reason. They all need to do their jobs. And and actually, I've found that the more you delegate and you trust your team. Um, as long as there's clear direction, they'll excel and, and they'll be better than you. And that's brilliant. Um, you know, there's most of my team, um, or all of my team, you know, they all have their areas of expertise and they are better at their respective roles than I am. And that's the way it should be. Um, so yeah, you know, but I, but equally I am still a learner. I still like to immerse myself both in the digital marketing world and then in the, the business world, the entrepreneurial world. That's certainly the sense I get. It's interesting. I've never heard you sort of talk about your original part of the journey where you sort of like learned the new role of SEO and how you've immersed yourself in it. And that always comes across when I have a conversation with you is that you, I think you've got that depth of knowledge that adds that value for your, yeah, for your customers. I think it comes. I think it just comes from being a bit long in the tooth of doing it. Right? It's you know SEO is is one of the things. It's yes, it's been around in some sense for a about 20 years but really you go you know it's been the last decade is where it's getting you, know, you go back um you go back 10 years is when google's first um 2011 was when google first started really bringing out algorithm updates which would impact businesses globally in terms of how they would operate and it was it was google trying to or effectively starting to police the internet and having been in the industry pre that and seeing the noise that Google was making before they were able to execute on that and then seeing that journey ever since of, okay, now they are getting good and now they can do it. And now the norms of how digital marketing agencies work these days um, comes from what Google did back in 2011, 2012, 2013. Uh, and I think just be, being a part, riding the crest of that wave through that you know, the highs, the lows, the good times, the bad times, it gives you a layer of, I guess, knowledge and, and you kind of, you've been here, you've done it and you've seen it. And I think that's, that's the thing that it's experience, right? It's, it's true in all walks of life that when you've been there, when you've sort of seen it, you bought the t-shirt, it just, you, you don't react in the same way because you sort of go, okay, you have a bigger picture view of the world, I guess. Yeah. 
You've had some fantastic times in your business, I guess, recruiting people. You've won awards recently as well, I know. But what's, your, what's been your best moment on your journey so far? I know it's not over, but what, what's so far? That's a really hard question to answer. I mean, there's been so many. I say we've won, you know, we've won two awards in the last six months for fastest growing company uh, and for um, best small business uh, locally within the county. Um, and we've also a finest on our search award. So it's been a, a wild ride. The, the single greatest achievement or, or, or what I look back of as, as the, the thing to date would be building the team, is, is the team. Because... A business is only as good as its team. And I think not only have we got an amazing team of amazing people that genuinely love what they do, um, we've also got a team that live and breathe the values of the agency uh, and they genuinely care about our clients. And and I think that, for me, that's one thing I was I, I, I hoped and I prayed would happen is I've, I've got a, a very clear, I, an ideal of how I want to work with businesses. Um, and how I've always treated them is, I, I'm, I, it's, it's us. We're in it. To, we're in this together. It's not a. It's very much a partnership. It's not a supplier, um, client arrangement. And when I started to build a team, I was so conscious that I needed to try and retain that. And somehow, we've seemingly managed to do that because we built this agency. We've, you know, our, our client roster is so much bigger than it used to be. Um, our team is much bigger. You know, our, our revenue numbers have increased dramatically, multiplied a number of times. And yet we've still retained that client love. You know, I'm very confident. I would tag every single one of my clients on LinkedIn, for example, and be confident they'd all give us a thumbs up and go, yeah, we genuinely love Aaron and Evergreen. And what they're doing. And I think to have retained that is, is probably my greatest thing. And I think it's, you know, my, my overarching thing that I've always tried to do and continue to do, and this is why we, you know, Evergreen, we will only keep growing to a certain point. We're not going to get into a 25, 30, 40 man operation. We will never go there. We probably will never go beyond 18, 19 people. We just won't need to because I want to retain that culture. And for me, it's just trying to, I've always said I want Evergreen to be big enough to cope, but small enough to care. Love that. Yep, love that. And just to finish this uh, episode, your one tip for the entrepreneur that wants to do exactly what you've done to start, develop and grow your own business. Um, just start. Just start. Don't try and have everything figured out because I promise you, you won't have it all figured out. Um, even if you make a, a, you know, the next three, six months, you think I need to do all of this, things will change. So just start. But set yourself what i do is i set myself 90 day goals as i say in the next 90 days 90 days is long enough to have an impact but short enough for it to be measurable and you to be accountable to yourself set yourself your first 90 day. But what where do you want to be in 90 days time um make it achievable make it uh realistic and then when you hit that goal reward yourself and then just repeat it and then repeat it fantastic thank you Aaron. thanks for sharing a part of your entrepreneurial journey with the, the listeners today. And um, I'm sure there's been something that anybody can take away from this episode today. So thanks for joining us. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. So you've been listening to uh, myself and an interview with my guest today, Erin Rudman-Hawkins of the Evergreen Agency. Check out the Evergreen Agency online, um, see the success that they're having and um, follow Erin on LinkedIn because you'll see some great stories that uh, he's sharing and, um, and also how he's changed his part of his office at time into his son's play zone. Um, so thank you for listening to the Step Change podcast with me, Mike Foster, the Entrepreneur's Mentor. Please do subscribe to my podcast via your favorite app. And next time I release an episode, then you'll be one of the first to know.